dignity of man and the destiny of the man. Well, good morning, and welcome to This America Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. We're coming to you live from the home office today in the entertainment capital of America, Maricopa, Arizona. That's where we're coming to you from. Uh, normally, we broadcast from the ComedySchools.com studios, high above Old Town Scottsdale. High above Old Town Scottsdale uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. But uh, on occasion, because of the miracles of technology... We are able to broadcast from any damn where we, any damn place we please, and sometimes we choose to do it right here from the home office. Matter of fact, you talk about the miracles of technology. Uh, there's a great podcast that precedes ours every morning, and unlike ours, he comes on at the same time every morning. And that podcast is the stupidest fucking podcast in the world, and it's done by none other than our good friend Bob Rocky. It's at seven twenty-six a.m. every morning. He does it on Mixler. He does it from his car as he's driving around, and he's even now uh, able to take calls. Uh, previously, he would just chat with people off of uh, uh, text chats, but now he can actually take calls. There's another great podcast we should tell people about, and tomorrow in the 11.15 or 11.30 hour, the 11 o'clock hour at 11.15, 11.30, it'll be Bob Kubota's 15-minute podcast. My 15 minutes. My 15 minutes. Yeah, well, you know what? You know... I don't care. So, uh, accurate. I don't, I don't particularly want to be accurate. It's Bob Kubota, and he's going to be on ComedySchoolsRadio.com tomorrow in the 11 o'clock hour. What time do we have him on? 11.15 or 11.30? 11.15. That's right. 11.15. I'm accurate about that. So we got a great show for you today. We've actually had a great show for you, but apparently we weren't on the air. Why aren't we on the air? I don't know. Now we are. We were off the air. Then now, but now we're on. We were bumped off. Now we're bumped on. I don't even know if we were on the whole time. I think that playlist. Bumped oh us my off. gosh! So well, these things happen. These things happen. All things. All things are practiced for a greater good. So we don't know actually if the uh, first half of the show was on or not. I don't think it was. First half of the show was not on. I could do the whole first half of the show all over again, is what you're telling me. Uh, no, just in my defense, okay, I try to yes. put the SoundCloud playlist, which we use uh, every morning, correct, onto, on top of the Mixler. Correct. And run it instead, and what it did instead was bounce us off. Oh, there was no little signal or anything saying, hey, you're not on? Then how do you know where we weren't on? Because it was on to see the register, which is what shows you yeah. that the timer's running. Gotcha. It wasn't running. Okay. All right, so um, you know what? Like I said, these things happen, and uh, I'm not too concerned about it. This will be a half-hour podcast today, so I'm not going to... So recap. Well, recap. Okay, so yeah, so uh, fun stuff going on. Let me tell you about some of the fun stuff uh, uh, going on in this city, not the city of Maricopa, but in the greater Phoenix area that we are connected with right now, tonight through Sunday, by the way, 
Tonight through Sunday, you can see who I think is the funniest comic in Arizona. Jonathan Gregory is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Rick, it's 5350 East High Street in North Phoenix. It's, it feels, it's got a North Scottsdale feel, but it's actually not in Scottsdale. It's right over the barter from Scottsdale. Uh, Jonathan Gregory is there all week, man, all week. And uh, he's there with Steve Simone. Steve Simone will be in studio tomorrow to, uh, uh, to regale us with tales of mirth and merriment. So that's going to be fun. Friday night, we have a show, the longest-running comedy showcase in America, uh, the Class Clowns. I don't, know if it's a, I don't know if it's the longest showcase in America. I'm sure it's not. But in Arizona, it is now the longest-running continuous showcase, Class Clowns. This is the show that has seen people go all the way, all the way, from, uh, from their very first appearance on stage to national television. So that's tomorrow night, Friday night, September 9th at the Tempe Center for the Arts. 700 West Rio Salado Parkway. Uh, it's real simple to get tickets to these shows. If you are listening to us live right now, then uh, there is a, uh, a place to go on this website. It'll take you right to, to uh, be able to purchase tickets. You go on our sister site, ComedySchools.com, purchase tickets there. You can also call their box office, 480-350-2822. I do something uh, every morning before we do the show, uh, which I call the uh, the show before the show. I do it on Facebook Live. It's a lot of fun because I can see people popping up, uh, popping up, all sorts of chats going on. One of the uh, chats that popped up was a Josh Graves, one Josh Graves, a uh, funny guy who is often on the panel for our right-wing, left-wing shows. Men versus women shows. One of the funniest guys whenever we do our town hall style comedy shows. He's a funny guy anyway, but he's very funny on those shows. Uh, when I mentioned that I was wearing a Arizona Cardinals football hat, it's not a football hat because that would be a hat that looked like a football. I'm wearing a, a cap with the Arizona Cardinals insignia on it. That uh, um, he said, and I said that I've been a fan of them. Because I used to, I, I was fan of them for a long time. I used to live in St. Louis. He then said on on the chat, "St. Louis Rams," and I had to point out to this young whippersnapper. <coughs> first up, I had to point out to him. I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. That um, the Cardinals, the Arizona Football Cardinals, we're all excited for this season. The Arizona Football Cardinals were originally the St. Louis Football Cardinals. Before that, they were the Chicago Football Cardinals. But from around the time I was born in the mid-50s until 1988, they were the St. Louis Football Cardinals. So as a young man, I was a, I was a fan of the St. Louis Football Cardinals long before they came to Arizona. So when I, people go, I'm like an original fan. Yes, you are in Arizona. No, you're not in the team unless you rooted for them when they were in Chicago or St. Louis. Josh, I just want to point out how wrong you were. I am, as of this morning... For the most part, as much as you can be, possibly. There's a new segment now. Pain-free. Pain-free. I, um, um, I had an injection. No, Bob Rocky, it was not a beef injection. I had an injection. <laughs> I had an injection in my bag, an epidural. Which the only time I've ever heard the term epidural is when I hear female comics uh, uh, talk about pregnancy or when you see it on television shows or movies where the girl is pregnant. And the, that joke always goes like this. I'm going to have natural childbirth. I don't want any drugs. Then it's cut to the next scene 
her in the delivery room going, Epidaro, you give me an Epidaro. Uh, we've seen that scene play out uh, dozens of times over uh, over uh, uh, decades of film and television stuff. It's like one of those, look, every generation that then comes to their own, now they're, going, they're choosing the movies they want to go see and they're going out to the movies or they're downloading movies or whatever and there's movies about young people and young people starting families. That joke is always going to be there. That's not hacking. I don't think it's hacking. You know, that a 21-year-old woman now who's just had a baby and talks about how she was not going to get uh, use any drugs and then wants an epidural when she's having the baby. Just because someone did that 30 or 40 years ago, and she's not hacking, she's sharing her experience. You know, they'd be like going, well, no, we have to, we can only hear about that experience if we go back and listen to uh, Tody Fields do it. Tody Fields was a comic in the 50s and 60s. I remember. Who had diabetes and... Uh, she worked for a long time with one leg because she'd lost her leg due to diabetes. Anyway, so uh, I'd never heard the term epidural in any other regard until recently. But for the last, at least for, for the last two years, off and on for all my adult life, I've had some back issues. You do too much, you strain too much. But about the last two years, man, it has been tough. And I've been going to physical therapy and finally I got an epidural and uh, they shot me full of the goo and I'm pain-free. And for any of you out there with back pain, what we know is the majority of back pain is a, a lot of back pain is pinched nerves. It's not a structural thing. And if you deal with it, then you'll be pain-free. And there's no need to be in massive amounts of pain. There's just no need. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no need. Um, oh, wow. I did have an appointment this morning, and I can't make it. With Brad. Uh -oh. Darn it, darn it, darn it. It was at 11. He's my buddy. Um, well, hold on. No. no, what are you going to say? Well, it's only 10.30. Well, I'm not going to make it all the way in there. Oh. So, uh, anyway, there. There, that's what you got to listen to. That's why uh, there's two guys in town whose podcast is number 39 in the UK. And my podcast are people going, what, what does he talk about? We don't understand what he's talking about. Um, oh, anyway, so I'm pain-free. I am absolutely pain-free. And that feels good. And it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was, you know what? It wasn't a bad experience. And, and I know why a lot of people put off this kind of stuff. Because here's what we hate. There's two things we hate when we go to the doctor. One is that we're sitting there and uh, he's uh, you know, tapped us on a knee until to stick out our tongue and this and that. Leaves the room and comes back and goes, we're going to die tomorrow. That's, oh, you know, no one wants to hear that. That's why a lot of people avoid going to the doctor. Because you think you'll go to the doctor and tell you you're going to die tomorrow. The other thing that we hate is uh, when we go... To the doctor and we're there in the doctor's office and the reception person behind the decks uh it's usually it, it's been my experience every doctor i've been to for the last two or three years it's normally a woman it could be a woman okay it doesn't have to be a woman it could be any type of person it could be a gay guy you know now i know some people would oh you shouldn't say that why shouldn't i say that uh it could be a regular it could be not a regular guy it could be a straight guy could be a gay guy could be a straight guy okay could be a woman, okay? Could be uh, um, uh, a bisexual, any type of person, any type of person, okay? And I'm not putting down, by the way, I, I want to point this out because someone, someone thought that I was. If I say that it could be a gay person, for a long time, for a long time, you could be fired from a job if you were gay. Couldn't get a job if you were gay. Uh, uh, you were vilified and had to put up with all sorts of horrible things if you were gay. And because of that, 
Like many uh, uh, ostracized members of our society, a certain segment of the gay population went, the only way to combat this is to be the best at everything. That was Frederick Douglass's philosophy having to do with African Americans at the 20th century. That was his great speech that we will become, we will become the best carpenters. We will become the best laborers. We will become the best farmers. So that they will want to hire us and to fire us would be foolish. Now that philosophy, that sort of uh, uh, ongoing philosophy for dealing with uh, racism uh, changed somewhat in the 50s and 60s. When it was discovered that even with that, some white people were stupid enough to uh, actually uh, hurt or damage or fire, uh, uh, hurt or damage their relationships or fire uh, African-American individuals, even though they were the best, strictly because of that. But that philosophy kind of permeated part of the gay community at one time, you know? So that some people, when they're hiring, they would sit there and go, this guy is gay, but he's really going to do the best job, and they would hire the person solely for that. So when I say it could be a gay guy, could be a gay guy. Where are you going? I'm looking. You're getting up. You're wandering around. You're staring at stuff. I'm going to go get something. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. So uh, anyway, I go to the doctor. And what we're always afraid of is we're going to go in. We're going to sign in. We're on time for our appointment. You know, and we give them our insurance card. And they go, okay, that's, everything's great. Now there's just like a $500 copay. And we're like, what? Because they won't tell you up front. You won't call them and go, how much is the copay? Because oftentimes they're still negotiating with the insurance company up to the time you get there. I've had that happen. So we're always afraid of that. And I was miserable on my way to the, uh, to the uh, back doctor yesterday. I was miserable because I was afraid that I was going to have to pay a big fat copay. But they didn't charge me anything. Now they might send me a bill in the mail. And that's cool. It's not cool because you can renegotiate that. You can argue that. But when they ask you for that money up front at the desk, if you don't have it, then they don't let you go in and get the uh, uh, surgery if it's elective surgery. No copay. I go in there. Very cool people at, uh, uh, at my back doctors. Eric Church, great doctor. Very cool people working for him and with him. Saw two nurses and an anesthesiologist, even though I was getting no anesthesia because uh, um, I don't like being sedated. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I like being sedated too much. Therefore, I won't allow myself to be sedated, if at all possible. And the funny part was, we all go into like what is the operating room, in essence, and uh, it's the second nurse now, and she's all in scrubs and everything, and she's the one that says to me, she goes, okay, undo your pants, pull them down a little, and then lay face down on the table. And she's in there, the doctor's in there, the anesthesiologist is in there, the other nurse, and I just kind of stop, and I look at her, and I cock my head sideways, and everybody busts out laughing. Okay. I didn't say anything. I didn't have to say anything. It just everybody bust out laughing. Right. Which proves something I've been trying to tell people for a while, that people have great senses of humor. You just have to lead them to it. And all I do is cock, just be silent and cock my head. And she goes, you know what? I'm just going to stop talking. Nothing is coming out right today. And everybody laughed even harder. So uh, uh, a sense of humor is a great thing to have. A sense of humor gets you through the day. It got us through that. I laid down face first. And then they... Um, that they raped me. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the back treatment. Is this the back treatment? <laughs> I can tell you are feeling better because your sick sense of humor is 
humor's coming back. Well, thank you. My six sense of humor is what pays for the ability to do the podcast. So, <laughs> I'm keeping that joke. It's good. Um, and they did not rape me. I was not raped. Uh, I was, you know what? No one even, no one even grabbed my butt. Uh, <laughs> they laid me, they laid me down, and then they applied some uh, some topical ointment. I don't like that word ointment. I think it's creepy. I'm gonna put some ointment on you. I never liked that. So, uh, <laughs> do you like some ointment? No. It's very Hannibal. I don't. Way. Yeah, I don't. I need to put some ointment on you. <laughs> Which ointment do you seek? Oh, right. Is the ointment still working, Clarice? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, then they oh, stuck this giant needle in my back. I could feel it kind of going in. He had to feel around, get the right spot. He's looking on an x-ray machine. And uh, I hopped up. I got home. And then Shirley and I were at dinner last night. And I'm going, wow, wow. She goes, what? I go, I'm trying to figure out what's different. I go, I don't hurt. I don't hurt. Now this is, you know, this doesn't deal, what it is, you got pinched nerves, you know, and what this does is reduces that inflammation, I assume, or, or uh, res reduces the receptors in the nerve so it doesn't hurt, but it just, uh, my, my, here's the message, ladies and gentlemen, here's our public service announcement for today. If you're in pain, if you're in pain, then uh, uh, go to the doctor, man. Um, all right, so I just got a message from Brad. I always have an appointment that I blow. And it's always with someone, you know. Yeah. I have so many appointments. I've canceled all my appointments today because I've got some exciting writing projects on deck. One of them is I'm helping Rob Spector write his uh, one-man show for November 11th at the Tempe Center for the Arts. That's going to be very cool. That'll be a sold-out show. I would, if you want to, If you want to get tickets to see uh, Rob Spector's uh, uh, one-man show, November 11th at Tempe Center of the Arts, Seriously, this is not a big sales job. Uh, get them now. Get them now because uh, he his shows sell out. So, uh, we love Rob. He's a great guy. I've known him for years. He's a funny man. And his shows sell out. So we love him even more. Um, should I make the big uh, Peoria announcement right now? Do you think I should uh, sure. make it? Are you, are you sure I should do it now? Now is the right time? Yes. It could be a better time. Uh, this is very cool. ComedySchools.com which is not only a very cool workshop program, is also a promotional company here in Arizona that promote, uh, promotes and produces some of the most unique comedy shows in the uh, city, in the state, in the region, in the solar system, is making its triumphant return to the Peoria Center for the Arts. Uh, we got a one-year residency at the Peoria Center of the Arts to do comedy shows there practically every month. There might be a month sometime in 2017 that we're taking a month off. We kick off October 20th October 20th at the Peoria Center of the Arts with uh, the Clean Kings of Comedy, one of uh, our more popular shows. So we're returning to the Peoria Center for the Arts. We're bringing our brand of humor to the West Valley. So you can find out about all that real soon. We'll be doing big releases on it. But uh, uh, we're very happy to be back in business with the Peoria Center for the Arts. We're continuing at the Tempe Center of the Arts this Friday night. And here's why I'm going to talk about this on the podcast now. Okay, because a lot of people listen to podcasts are from out of state. We've had people listen from, uh, somebody listened from Hong Kong, a buddy of mine not too long ago. Uh, Nicaragua, a friend of mine, Ronnie Sutton, was down. He's a, a preacher, 
I know people go. You have friends. There's that somebody are, from Belize too. Belize, yeah. Uh, I have friends that are preachers, and uh, Ronnie Sutton is a friend of mine from way back, uh, from my adolescence. We go way back then, and he became a, a preacher, and he was preaching in Nicaragua, and actually listened to us down there, and I thought that was fantastic. Uh, so for a lot of people, uh, people go, why are you going to talk about the, the Friday night show on the podcast? We're not even in that state. Because you can hear the show live here on ComedySchoolsRadio.com tomorrow night at 7.30. You can pick it up live. We broadcast it live. People go, well, won't that make people stay home? Look, if, if you're the type of person that goes, well, I could spend $8 to see the comedy show or I could stay home and listen to it, then you know what? Then you're going to stay home and listen to it anyway, man. And by the way, if you don't have eight bucks or you can't drive or you're tied up with something, but you still want to um, you still want to share in the fun, we want to be able to give that to you. So tomorrow night, 7.30, Tempe Center for the Arts. Class Clowns, the longest running comedy showcase in the state of Arizona. The show that has seen people go all the way from their very first show to national television. We had someone who uh, did their very first show with us that was on Live at Gotham, I think, last night. Uh, our, our tape live at Gotham last night. It was on Emily Galati. Oh. Emily Galati, who uh, was in our workshop. Man, I want to say 2006, 2007. Uh, we knew she was funny then. Uh, you know, smart, smart stuff. Some people are dumb funny. I got nothing against dumb funny. Sometimes I like dumb funny, you know. Uh, some people are smart funny. Her stuff was like smart funny right off. It was a kind of kind of jokes that a lot of people say are thinkers. But it wasn't where you had to think for a long time. It was just a smart... It made you feel... Emily Galati is the type of a comic that when you listen to her, you feel more intelligent because her stuff kind of raises the bar. So that's very cool. She was on uh, Live at Gotham. She did her, her very first show with us. Uh, she was also... They reprised her um, her last TV uh, taping, too, not too long ago. She was on... Uh, is, that, is her show on Comedy School's YouTube uh, it is now, yeah, yeah. By the way, some of these people I talk about, it is, uh, it is. If you want to catch Emily Galati, you can find it. You can YouTube her, but we also have her videos on uh, the ComedySchools.com alumni page, where you can see a lot of cool people with their very first show, their very first uh, television show started with us. So that's what's going on tomorrow night, man. We got our workshops coming up Monday night, September twelfth, Tempe Center of the Arts. We got cool things going on. Here was what was interesting. Okay, let's let's move into the world of uh, of. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell heavily on politics this morning. If you don't know my politics stuff, go to my Facebook page. I, I post a lot of silly stuff there. I did post about this, but uh, there's a gentleman named Gary Johnson. And Gary Johnson is uh, uh, from everything I can see is a pretty good guy. He was a two-term governor of New Mexico. Now keep in mind there are 14 people living in New Mexico. Um, and two of them actually sleep in a different state. They just work there. Um, Gary Johnson is the libertarian candidate for president of the United States. There are four people running for president officially. Only the guy from The Apprentice and Bill Clinton's wife are running for president. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> they're, but they're not alone. Okay? Uh, and by the way, Bill Clinton was never alone. So um, he was always with the people. Uh, there are two other people that are running for president. Uh, one of them is a woman named Jill Stein. She's running for uh, with the Green Party. She's Mr. Green. Like this was Reservoir Dogs. She'd be Mrs. Green. So, uh, which one was Green? I 
Steve Buscemi was Mr. Pink. That's everybody knows. Because he didn't want to be Mr. Why am I Mr. Pink? So, <laughs> I don't want to be Mr. Pink. So, um, by the way, uh, just a little uh, a little trivia, a little, a little uh, personal anecdote here. The guy who uh, uh, put together the all the robbers and reservoir dogs, the old ball-headed guy, Lawrence Tierney, mm-hmm. I had to throw him out of a bar that I tend to bar at one time. He was a famous uh, drunken bar brawler who had been a leading man in the late 40s. He actually played Dillinger in a movie. Um, uh, a great guy until... Seriously, though, who wasn't a drunk that you didn't know? I know. I knew all the drunks. <laughs> I knew all the drunks. I knew all the, all the single drunks. All the single drunks. So, um, what was I talking about? About um, the party. Oh, is there going to be a party? Oh, okay. So, uh, Jill Stein is running on the Green Party. And then, um, not to, I think I think as many people that live in New Mexico we are going to vote for. We got a what? A comment. A comment. And they complained, they complained. when the actor Ronald Reagan was president. Yes. That's Caddyman. Caddyman, that's right. Which is his alias. I know, I know who the Caddyman is. I know the Caddyman. You know, you remember that song about the Caddyman? No. You can make the sunshine. <laughs> that's not Caddyman. <laughs> Sprinkle it with you. Continue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. I like it? to give the comments. Yeah. Oh, you do. Small <laughs> 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 no. Okay. Uh, oh. Gary Johnson, a man named, there's a lot of Gary Johnsons, just look, if, if there are, people don't look at, a, people don't even have phone books anymore, but if you have a phone book laying around your house, no matter the size of your town, look at it, there's a lot of Gary Johnsons. One of them is running for President of the United States. And uh, can I finish, well, you got another comment? Oh, he says, not Sammy, that's for sure. Sprinkle it with deep. <laughs> um... Gary Johnson's a libertarian, former governor of Mexico. Uh, one of his uh, one of the things that makes him popular and interesting is he's for the full legalization of marijuana and is a marijuana user, marijuana user. Nothing wrong with being a marijuana user. It's nothing different from that and having a couple of beers, in my estimation. Should not be illegal. People should not go to prison for marijuana. I'm not a... Look, at a personal level, I'm not a big fan of marijuana. Uh... It is different than alcohol in this regard, where it's like medic- like it's medicinally legal in California. I don't know if it's recreationally legal in California yet, but it's when something becomes medicinally legal, it kind of becomes recreational legal. Like my daughter lives in an apartment, and she has two or three people that live below her that smoke pot all the time, and it permeates in her house. That doesn't happen with scotch. If I'm like three doors down from you in a hotel someplace, and I have a scotch and water, nobody goes, what the hell is that smell? So that's one of the drawbacks with marijuana. Uh, but here seems to be the other drawback with marijuana. Gary Johnson was on a, uh, um, a cable news talk show this morning called Morning Joe. And one of the people on Morning Joe asked Gary Johnson, they had him on to interview him, um, what he would do about the situation in Aleppo. Mm-hmm. And Gary Johnson looked at the, uh, the guy, I think Mike Barnacle is the guy's name, newspaper columnist and a frequent... Uh, uh, guest on uh, uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC, and he said, uh, "Gary Johnson, if you were become president, what would you do about Aleppo?" And Gary Johnson went, "What's Aleppo?" And Mike Barnacle went, "You're kidding, right?" And he went, "No." He goes, "It's a city in Syria. It's where the main battle is taking place." And Gary Johnson went, "Oh, got it. 
and move forward. Now, you know, Gary Johnson left there. He went in the bathroom and just kept punching himself in the head. He was like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights after he tried to hit on, um, um, after he tried to hit on um, Marky Mark. Remember that? Yeah. Where he tries to kiss Marky And then he's there smacking his head against him, smacking himself in the head going, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Gary Johnson was doing that after the interview. Well, it went viral. You could probably pick it God, up. God, yes, it went viral. What's Aleppo? And I, the first joke I posted about it was, if I've ever, ever on the show, who wants to be a millionaire and I have to call a friend, Gary Johnson's off the list. You know, even if it was, even if it was uh, uh, Jeopardy, all right? Cities that uh, people are being killed in constantly, nonstop for senseless reasons. Uh, Gary Johnson, um, what is, what is Chicago? No, I'm sorry. What is Aleppo? So, man, I know what Aleppo is. Not a little bit of a history freak. The sad, the horrible thing. It's horrible what's going on in Syria. By the way, if someone's being hurt down the street in one of these houses here in our neighborhood, it's horrible. Whenever someone's freedom is impinged upon by violence and pain, it is horrible. What's going on in Syria is, is almost unthinkable to any of us. You know, it's, when we think of violence and we think about the problems in Chicago right now, which are real, Chicago pales to a pimple compared to the... There are uh, uh, child suicides going on in Syria. That's how serious things are. I know about Aleppo. You know about Aleppo. And here's the sad thing. If you start studying the region, like uh, these cities were fought over in violent, horrible ways during the times of Crusades. These are biblical cities. There has been war and violence in this region for thousands of years. And sadly enough, it still continues. Uh, I know, I know there's a city in Syria called Aleppo. You know there's a city in Syria called Aleppo. Apparently, the man who is running for president of the United States on the Libertarian ticket, didn't know. Now he's backtracking. He goes, "No, I thought it was an acronym. I thought it was a trick question. I get it, you know. But man, you got, you know, you got to have your game on, brother. You got to have your game on." So, man says we should not want anyone to get hurt or killed, especially over religion. Absolutely, absolutely. The only time anybody deserves a punch in the nose, I'm just going to say this: is if you're a St. Louis baseball Cardinal fan and you're at the stadium in St. Louis and someone's wearing a Chicago Cubs hat. Then you should be able to punch him in the nose. Ask Caddy Man what he think, thinks of that. Of course, you can get thrown out, you know, if you punch someone in the nose. Even if they, they, they don't accept since 1983 at uh, St. Louis Baseball Cardinal Games, it's no longer accepted as an excuse if you punch someone in the nose when security comes up. Used to be before that, if you punch them in the nose, security go, what's the problem? Go to guys wearing a Cubs hat and they go, all right, cool, you want a hot dog? But apparently that's changed since 1983. And now they throw you out, and you won't be able to see the game. So violence is never acceptable. All I'm saying, dude, Gary, if you're running for president, you know, you got to have your game stepped up a little bit more. You can't sound dumber than um, you-know-who. All right, so, uh, and I only mention this. My point is that a lot of people who think Donald Trump is disqualified, a lot of Republicans that think Donald Trump is, is a horror show, Okay, but they go, I can't vote for Hillary. I might vote for Gary Johnson. You can't vote for Gary Johnson, guys. You can't put this guy 
in the White House. He just doesn't know the game. At the end of the day, man, you know what? You got to look at what your team needs. Now you sound like George Bush. Don't change teams in the middle of the season. What does the team need? Do we need a point guard? Do we need a, uh, a good three-point shooter? You know, do we need a center? Do we need someone who's going to be, who's going to go hard into paint? We need somebody who can play. And, I, and the only player right now in the game, whether you like her or not, or you think she smiles enough, you know, or any of that stuff, the only thing that you could do, okay, the only thing you could do is go, we need a player who could play the game, and that's Hillary Clinton. All right, you know what? This is a very abbreviated show right now. Very abbreviated because um, for a lot of reasons, if you tuned in, if you didn't tune in, then uh, you'll download it, and that's primarily how people listen to the show. So that's why it tells you, okay, if we screw up live. We had a glitch. We had a glitch. We had a glitch. Glitches happen. Glitches happen, but um, um, we learn learn from the glitch. By the way, you know what? If I ever did a, an album, music, you know, if I put out like a solo album, just me on guitar, that would be the title. Learn from the glitch. Um, we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. with a uh, action-packed jamboree of a show with uh, Steve Simone from um, Rick Brunson's House of Comedy and more. And, of course, later on in that podcast tomorrow, our good friend Bobby Kubota. So, for my producer, Shirley Lowe Visick, for my dogs, Roscoe and Chica, and for everyone who helps make this a, uh, a really fun thing to do, my name is Tony Visick. You've been listening to this American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySkillsRadio.com. I speak tonight for the dignity of man and the destiny of man. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.